just because of the way it was done, the way it was prepared, the sound or lack of, all those details, uh, fantastic. And of course, you've got tremendous actors that are playing the parts as well and remains a hallmark for many to uh, refer to as one of the most, one of the best, in my mind, I think it's one of the best action scenes of all time. to the first episode of the 20-digit scene review podcast. Okay, this episode I'm going to talk about um, The Crown, which is uh, viewable on Netflix. Uh, and in particular, I'm going to focus on the, the title sequence that you can see. Um, the one I watched was from season one, episode one, but obviously it's on pretty much every episode. So yeah, that can be seen at um, timestamp around 5.10, 5 minutes and 10 seconds in. So uh, the theme music to this title scene uh, was written by Hans Zimmer. And uh, we're, we're both musicians, so we can talk a little more uh, in depth about the music here. Amateur, so, amateur. <laughs> right, okay. We're, we're one so, of the musicians, let's say. The music starts uh, <laughs> pretty subdued with some woodwinds and then there's slow moving computer graphics CG close-up of, of a crown happening at the same time as, as the music is coming in. And the, the, it's neat the way they did the CG because it's like the crown is coming into existence like a reverse sublimation or something of metal. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's, it, instead of melting, it's like unmelting or something. Um, and overall, it, it, you're, the crown is over a very dark background with subdued lighting. Um, and uh, most of the titling happens where the hard cuts are happening in time with the music. Now, in, normally, actually, when I'm watching almost anything, I actually don't like it when when the edits happen, the cuts happen right on time with the music. I find that distracting and a little jarring, actually. But in this particular case, it, it seems to work pretty well. So the music is in a minor key, and this matches the, the dark, somber atmosphere established by the visuals. And the music is crescendoing throughout the title sequence. Um, the strings join in with the woodwinds and then percussion joins in and the music climax is up to uh, the dominant chord of the music and not the tonic actually and then you know subito piano it's a quick hush and then the resolution of the tonic chord happens in at the same whispery levels as at the beginning of the music um and the thing is it the title's music doesn't actually end there it just proceeds kind of meandering like a like a, a lazy river going to other courts beyond the tonic as it it sets the scene um the next scene comes in, into motion as as the music just kind of fades out so it's 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 kind of like a, a smooth overlay it, uh, it doesn't just hard cut at the end of the title and then quietness as the as the next scene happens so that was pretty neat um how did you choose this scene as something well, that was impactful to you. I mean, it's, it's clearly, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an impactful piece. There's no question. And I have a few thoughts on it, but it just, mm -hmm. it obviously stuck out in your mind. Well, um, I actually haven't watched a lot, like every single episode of the show. Um, I've only seen stuff here and there, but what I have seen really struck me. And so I know that for this podcast, I wanted to touch on at least a handful of scenes from the show throughout um, the seasons mm -hmm. and, and, and focus in on those. But I figure since it's the, be uh, the beginning of our podcast, I might start with the titling. So sure. overall, that if that answers your question, I just find that really the, the cinematography and the way they, they frame things up and, and overall the 
just the visuals of this show are just outstanding. It's really artistic yeah. and I really appreciate and admire it. Yeah, there's um, no question there. Yeah, yeah, and a little a little more detail on, on the thing. Um, towards the end of the, the titling, you see the, show, the show's title, The Crown, and it appears. Um, and the image presented of the crown is there's actually, and, it, and this is in contrast with the, the earlier parts in the titling, but the, the light is now a backlight behind the crown, okay. the physical crown, and the crown is, is set above the eye line. And so we get this imposing feeling because as if the crown is looming over us, the viewers, as if it's confident, it's superior to us, and it's really uh, communicating that. Yeah. Um, Oh. And I find the, the typeface, the font choice um, mm -hmm. throughout this titling is really very fitting for what they're trying to do with the show. And they have this wide letter spacing as well that, that adds to that. And a detail that I noticed was um, where the, sh the show title, The Crown, T-H-E-C-R-W-N, the W in that is actually um, a different glyph than the other W's that they use in the thing. And where they they have like two V's crossing arms, uh, yeah. so to speak, and we're going to presume that this design choice was made on purpose uh, to make the letter maybe look like a crown with mm -hmm. more uh, exactly. upward things sticking out. Right. So yeah, yeah there you have it. Um, the title sequence from the crown. Yeah, like it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an extraordinary piece. Um, actually, the people that produced it, I think the company's called Elastic. Uh, I was doing some research on it. They also did, I believe, Game of Thrones intro, um, as well as the, the West World. Um, so uh, one thing that really sticks out is obviously the, the animation, as you were saying, um, how it sort of unveils. I think that is a nice thing to do because the crown is about the queen. You know, uh, mm -hmm. she's becoming the queen. Um, so the titling is almost like the, the making of the crown, the making of the queen. So that's what I got out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. At it again, which is you know something that I noted. Another thing, and for me, as a aspiring musician, let's say, especially when it comes to scoring, um, I mean, I mean, who isn't a fan of Hans Zimmer? Um, he has a, a particular signature. Uh, and when it comes to royalty grand, uh, that's his specialty. Um, cause he has, you know, this beautiful strings, um, orchestra that he uses, but it's, it's that brass that really gives that real fullness to it, mm -hmm. um, grandness to it. And that's what makes it so impactful for me. Like the, the marrying of, of sound and visuals is key and I, I love that you talked about the fonts because it's a uh, very fitting for royalty let's say right uh, yeah so you know, tremendous work by the production team um yeah it's, it's stuff like this that just for me just stand up and i can watch it over and over again and watch certain details so great pick yeah on this scene for sure cool yeah. so what do you have for us then so yes, for, for my pick is uh, quite different, shall we say, <laughs> a little bit more older, let's say older, uh, 1995, 1995 film called Heat, uh, starring Robert De Niro, um, Val Kilmer, Al Pacino, um, directed by Michael Mann. So uh, the scene that I have picked is quite long, so it's not uh, 40 seconds like your titling. I think we'll have to go through it in detail. 
but uh, it's the shootout scene. Uh, the shootout scene takes place, it's a bank robbery, sort of the climax of the film. Um, but what sticks out about the scene, why I wanted to bring it up is, is for an action film, this is clear in most 90s films too, is, is just how, uh, let's call it realistic. It was the first of its time where they, I believe they, they hired a fellow by the name of Nick Gould, who obviously military background. And you can tell that the way that shootout unfolds, um, the way they move, how they advance, um, how they hold their weapons, how they load their weapons. It was kind of what the first time, not just having, you know, rambles out, you know, free arms, kind of firing me, you know, these yeah. are guns tight to the shoulder. Um, yeah. And the way they advance cover, advance cover. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed very, that. Very, very, very realistic. And I also read too, when there's a part where Val Kilmer is firing on both ends and he has to load his magazine. And obviously they went through tremendous training um, with Mick Gould. And you know, enthusiasts that have observed this have, have observed that the speed at which he reloads is, and the way he does it, um, using the meaty part of his hand, because you know, during a firefight, your adrenaline's running and your fine motor skills aren't very good, right? So you have to use your cross motor skills to just load the weapon. It's extremely realistic and, and on on point with uh, a marine. So um, you know those details are fantastic. That those, that's one thing I noticed about it. And when I really loved and kind of getting into the music of things, you notice at the beginning it's just like a dum 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 dum. Mm -hmm. I, I really you know the, these days the Hans Zimmer approach uh, is fantastic in some cases, but I have seen film and scenes where they over sound produce. Uh, this is a case where they don't. And what's nice about the shootout scene is that it's actually, there is no sound production at all. In fact, the one of the most unique pieces about the shootout scene is he had mics everywhere live on set. They did not do any sound production on that scene. Every sound that you hear is live and recorded throughout that street. So when you hear, um, you know, all the firing, uh, that is all live sound capture, which is what's unique about the scene as well. You know, there's not some bombastics um, music that's going on in the background that, you know, crescendo or anything. It's just everything about that scene just feels really realistic and, it, and the sound contributes to it. And that's what's very unique about it. Uh, so that's yeah. some of the things that I wanted to draw on. Uh, with yeah, for sure. I didn't notice that about the music, mm -hmm. I, the lack of music, actually. But now that you mention it, of course, my memory tells me that that, that is yeah. quite interesting. And you can hear the echo, right, of the fire. It's a, and you can hear it just echoing in the street. That just yeah, that's, yeah. That's the feeling of, of what it being. And so that it, it remains a hallmark uh, for many to uh, refer to as one of the most one of the best in my mind. I think it's one of the best action scenes of all time, um, just because of the way it was done, the way it was prepared, uh, the sound or lack of, um, all those details, uh, fantastic. And of course, you've got tremendous actors uh, that are playing the parts as well. And yeah, it's just it's just great that way. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if yeah, you wanted I, to share yeah, some I, thoughts on it. No, I, I did, because um, on, on your point about um, 
the realism of, 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 I guess, doing things, quote unquote, the right way in terms of the military and the tactics and strategy and movement. I did notice though, Val Kilmer's character um, was kind of spraying left and right um, at some point. And I mm -hmm. found that a bit odd as, as opposed to, because usually you're trying to aim very specifically at, mm -hmm. at, a, at a target. And it didn't seem like he was, it was well, maybe he was offering cover at that point, um, just to try to get uh, the officers and whatnot to duck behind their vehicles instead of staying up. Uh, right. So there was that. But one thing I can't let go is that towards the end, um, when at the scene in in the in the YouTube clip that you that we're going to put in the show notes. Um, so uh, obviously they have the child there towards the end at the ten minute mark, um, oh, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking you're not actually open open fire, are you? Like I thought they're literally yeah. not only trained but there's even laws or something like rules so that they just cannot is. engage when, when there's a civilian that close to your targets. Like, 1995. <laughs> okay. That's, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously it's great that he took down the thing, but that was, I, I, that was unexpected to me. I was, I was expecting yeah. him not to, to shoot well, I, and maybe dialogue with the, with the criminal. Yeah, I'm not going to um, pretend I know what the laws are. And I think mm. one thing that, and I've never been in a situation like that. But when you have armed assailants killing officers, willing to open fire on anyone, it becomes a risk versus reward thing at that point. Like, it, I suppose. Uh, but I, I, I'm not. I'm going to talk about it because I don't know anything about that. Um, but I will add to you one thing. Um, just one thing further is that, and, I, and I'm not a gun expert, so I don't. I don't know the details of that. But one thing you should know is that. Uh, the weapons that they were using, uh, the bank robbers, uh, they are uh, much more armed than the cops. Like they were outgunned. Like you cannot, it's very difficult unless you bring in the SWAT and, and army and so forth to compete with that type of firepower. So for him to move left and right as an officer, like you're going to have to, you can't take him down with a nine millimeter. Like you have to, you have to take cover. So um, that unfortunately, and I don't know if this is true or not, but 14 months later, there's a very famous uh, real shootout that happened in North Hollywood. And many say that it was inspired by the movie, unfortunately, where you had two armed uh, guys with AK 47s and much another like artillery and armor, even. And you could see them just, they were the, um, the LAPD that were originally coming on scene like clearly outgunned and they were just standing there and just firing away i think there were over two thousand rounds between both cops and robbers that were fired that day i think i don't i don't think anyone was killed but anyway the point is to your point is that they were heavily outgunned so okay yeah i can yeah. see that I did, I did also wonder how the heck did they you know bring full assault rifles into a bank like <laughs> yeah um 14 months later they did uh, Two guys that oh do my that. Goodness. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, that was um, yeah. Thanks for your thoughts. Thanks for that scene. Um, yeah, that was, uh, was an excellent choice. Hope you. Uh, I learned a lot from your notes. Things I didn't know, which is great. I hope you did too. Online. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. This has been great. So, yeah. I guess that's a wrap for episode number one of cool. the Twenty Digit Scene Review Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20 Digit Productions. And we're 20 Digit on Twitter and Instagram.
Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20DIGIT. Thanks for listening to the 20-Digit Scene Review Podcast.